Hi, everyone. It's Ashlyn, and you are listening to an extremely goofy podcast. This has been a doozy of a week, just a really bad time for the two of us. Lexi would definitely say that we were in the trenches. Um, I blew out my back at the ripe old age of 28 and consequently have been zonked on muscle relaxers for the entire week. And poor Lexi ate some very suspicious sushi and then ended up with food poisoning. So we just could not record this week, um, which was terrible timing because there is so much going on with Reedy Creek and Main Street Electrical Parade came back with its new, amazing, beautiful, perfect intro, which made me cry. There's a video of it on our Twitter account at Extremely Goofy, where the O's are zeros. If you want to check that out, just like a casual plug for our Twitter account. So there was a lot going on. We're hoping to be back next week and talking about all of it. The good news is I managed to find the long lost audio file from when Lexi and I talked about Raya and the Last Dragon. So you still get an episode this week. Yay! Just to add some context, this was one of the first recorded conversations that Lexi and I ever had. This is before we were really doing a podcast. We were just trying to get a feel for like what it might be like to use a microphone and talk at each other. So it might feel a little bit different, but we will be back in our true form next week, hopefully with healed bodies and minds, and we cannot wait to talk to you then. So thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. And I hope that you enjoy this trip back in time. context i myself am a southeast asian um human my family's from the philippines um so as someone who grew up loving disney and idolizing ariel as their favorite princess i was absolutely ecstatic at the fact that disney was doing raya like i was super happy when they came out with moana um just having someone that looked like me on the screen, even though that it wasn't necessarily a direct um, representation of my family and me, um, but it just was the fact that someone looked like me. So after Moana, the fact that we got Raya um, was so great for me as someone who was looking for that representation their entire life. I bet it was really powerful. It makes my heart warm knowing that you finally got that. Yeah. Like I, I really, really like knowing. I think the biggest thing was that when I was watching Raya with my mom, like when she came on screen, she was like, she looks like you. Mm. And I started bawling. Yeah. Like straight up bawling. To have someone say that about me looking like a protagonist in a Disney film mental I spent the entire film like the very first watch of it just like bawling I don't know it's great knowing that like kids have that person now yeah um which is great um but I'm going to try or not going to try like I've definitely separated how I felt emotionally about it like as a personal you know me being able to see someone that like looks like me on screen um versus like legitimate thoughts about this film (laughs) 
I mean, <laughs> hot take. Like, I don't think that you need to separate it. I think that it's enough just to be like, I liked it because I saw myself in this film. I think that's completely valid and fine. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I don't, uh, you, right. Like, I don't want it to be like a justification, not a justification. I just don't want it to be like, oh yeah, like I, I don't want to make it seem like I don't like this film because that is such a good reason to like a film. Yeah. But I also think that for, you know, a film that was supposed to garner that emotional response from me, and it did, but if, like, I'm rewatching, like, I, I watched the, I watched the movie with uh, my partner earlier today, and I really wanted to like the actual movie. Mm-hmm. more yeah and you didn't <laughs> I, I liked it it was entertaining i'll rewatch yeah. it but it's not a moana for me it's not uh-huh. it's it's not a moana it's not a nightmare before christmas um it's not a peter pan yeah we did both just watch raya this weekend and i feel like we had our initial thoughts and now we have our like put together like this is like accurate thoughts I guess because I know that you had a lot of qualms I had a lot of qualms the first time for sure you did I think part of it is watching it at home and not in a theater yeah and like I feel like that's probably not good because I should probably like a Disney film enough for it to stand alone like no matter where I watch it yeah but there was definitely something about watching it on Disney plus that made me not enjoy it as much as in a theater so I watched it on two different TVs. One mm-hmm. was my home TV, which is kind of like a mini movie theater. It's like a curved screen. It's huge. Um, super immersive with stereo sound and like surround sound, nice. etc. Yeah, it's it's great. And then I today I watched it um, at my boyfriend's house. And I didn't catch it the first time around. But wa- re-watching it today on my boyfriend's TV, which is like less than half the size of my home TV... There is so many details in Raya, like just so many small, yes. small details that I, if I didn't watch it originally on a bigger screen the first time, I would not have seen it on the second time around. So I totally get that because like, and a lot of Raya was the soundtrack, like it was incredibly immersive, like how they were able to put the soundtrack to back everything. But like not being in a theater, I think definitely. I think it took away something for mm-hmm. me, which is unfortunate because I guess I've, I, I guess I've never seen like a Disney princess release not in a theater before. So that's mm-hmm. probably part of it. It just like paled in comparison to like those other big cinematic releases for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like, I didn't know very much about Raya going in. So I was surprised by like the lack of singing, lack of singing and (laughs) back to the, I didn't really know too much about Raya. Did you know the plot of the story before? No, I knew there was a dragon that had an Elsa face. Yes. Um, and that she was voiced by Aquafina. Yes, absolutely. I knew what, those two facts. Yes. I didn't even realize that she was voiced. I didn't know what the dragon looked like. I hate that dragon design. I know. I know <laughs> you do. I actually like, I'm like, okay, I, the, the dragon is fine. Um, I'm you okay. You've come a long way then. I'm I, proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. I like, I'm totally okay with the, with, um, fuck, what's the dragon's name? 
Sisu. Uh, yeah, Sisu. I don't mind Sisu's design, actually. That was, like, the least worrisome thing that I had about this dragon, actually, by the end of it. Um, I think the biggest thing about uh, Sisu, the dragon, was that she was voiced by Aquafina. And, like, I don't know about you or, like, anyone else listening to this, but, like, I hear Aquafina's voice and I just see Aquafina. And the fact that they made, spoiler alert, human Sisu look like Aquafina. Oh, yeah, we should have said spoiler alert for this whole episode, but, like, why are you listening to this if you haven't watched it? This entire episode is going to be a spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> yes, don't watch the movie first. Please watch the movie first. Okay, that's so true, though. Human Sisu did look like Aquafina. They really were just like, okay, this is, we're just going to take videos of Aquafina and then turn her animated and throw a really bad party CD wig on her. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, I'm okay with the dragons. Okay. Uh, I'm okay with Aquafina, I guess. I actually didn't mind it as much the second time around. I agree. The second time around, I think I relaxed into it more. Right. It's hard because I want to say, like, yes, like, I eased into it a little bit more. But then I was also, like, watching Sisu, like, move and interact with everyone in the world. And I'm like, damn, like, Aquafina, like, the way Aquafina was voice acting against how Sisu actually moved. I think the entire, and that's not just for Sisu, that's with everyone. The way that people were speaking based on the way that their characters were animated and their movements, I don't think they matched up. Oh, that is such an interesting note. I did not have that one down on my list of qualms. No? I, wow. I, yeah, like, I really felt it, especially this time around. And, like, I kind of yeah. noticed it, like, the first time around, but I was just like, I don't know. There was just some things that, like, there were some niche things that I'm just like, or not niche, but there was a couple of nuances where I was just like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard because I, like, don't want to, like, I don't want to tear down a movie that, like, means something right. to people. So it's like, I... I, I don't, you know, like, I, I feel that, like, I think it's so important that people are able to see themselves represented in all forms of media. And I think that that is like, the most important thing. And so I think that that is more important than like, how I feel about the dragon design. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just like, be like, this was a bad movie. Right. Because it wasn't. No, like, and it does mean so much to people. Yeah, I felt like this film was visually stunning beautiful it was a beautiful film oh my god it like blew my mind there was a very there's a very specific scene and it's like closer towards the end where um it's the close-up pains of everyone turning to stone and their stone figures when they're all in a group like right before um the conclusion of the film and me and Fitz were and like Fitz was already like incredibly impressed at how this film looked and he like at the beginning was just like everything looks real like this is crazy but when they did the straightforward like close-up pan of everyone as a stone figure you couldn't tell me that that just wasn't a stone figure i know like yeah beautiful film the part where sisu gets her rain powers and it the rain yes cried tears Oh my god, the dragons riding on rain was like the most beautiful thing I have ever seen in an animated film. In Big Hero 6, there is one specific scene that I like go crazy over. And it's the scene where Hero rides Baymax the first time. Mm -hmm. And like, it just looks visually stunning. And like, I had not felt that way about a scene in a film until 
I saw Raya. And yeah. I think, like, that's to your point earlier about, like, missing out on it being, like, a at-home release. Yes, your TV should be able to portray that, but not being able to see that scene on theater screens? Yeah. Sad. Yeah, I agree. It's Yeah, it's so disappointing because I think, like, being able to appreciate this on a big screen, it would have been, like, a whole different ball game to be able to really see that water. To see the water, to see the leaves. On the boat ride to Fang, that you see um, the environment of, like, all of these, um, like, hills and like the rivers and the forest and everything. And the fact that we like, we couldn't get to experience that in a theater makes me really sad. Yeah, I agree. Also, I think that the fighting scenes were like the best I've seen too animated. Like the, the movements were so fluid. So fluid. And not just the fighting scenes, cause like partially connected to the fighting scenes, but the character design on these amazing, uh, warrior women namari's character design is beautiful like they really were just like no she has been training to be a warrior since birth you could see it in her body movements you could see it in like the shape of her body they did an amazing job at character design yeah i really liked the character design and appreciated that it was a different character design than we typically see for female leads in in disney princess movies these girls were like toned and muscular and it was cool to see yes like it was great to see that and especially being two female leads but also just like these women who were going to be like the next leads of their country areas whatever Mm -hmm. I think it's great. I think overall character design-wise, other than the fact that Sisu and all of the dragons had Elsa's face, like, (laughs) were absolutely beautiful. Like, you just saw so much of the differences between, like, everyone, and not everyone looked the same, and, like, they gave everyone's different sized heads and different shaped heads. I the character design in this film was really, really well done, and I yeah. like do love it for that. I read an interesting interview with one of the animators who said that animating Sisu in her human form mm-hmm. was a really exciting experience because for I guess with Disney Princess films, there's like a rule that you can't make a Disney princess look ugly. So, like, even whenever they make kind of ugly faces, like mm-hmm. Anna, like, you know, puffing her face out or whatever in Frozen, it's, mm-hmm. like, still kind of a cute ugly. Yeah. But with Sisu, they were able to kind of, like, push the bounds of what they have been traditionally allowed to do and make, you know, just ugly facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was kind of interesting because if you watch Sisu in her human form, like, whenever she's eating, yeah, the, the expressions that she makes are, like, so varied and so just different than we Mm -hmm. usually see and so that was pretty cool yeah i really really liked the fact that they were so express like they were able to showcase such a wide range of expressions um in sisu and in everyone because yeah like not everyone in this film was like not drawn to be ugly but they were drawn to be normal looking and to like be human faces which i really really liked for sure although i do have to say um togu the big oh the big burly guy the big burly guy right yeah. yes love him <laughs> but were you getting genghis khan vi- i was getting genghis khan oh, vi- yeah. i was like okay so they just took genghis khan made him 3d knocked out a tooth and called him togu some of it 
wasn't okay. I felt like some of the sidekicks were a little weird, like the baby, the baby. I hate that baby. <laughs> I think I have a thing against babies doing adult things because, like, I also don't like Boss Baby. I don't know what's going on with that. I well, don't care. Boss Baby was weird. I yeah. was not. I don't like babies that can do adult things and fight. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's not. It's not for me. So I was like, ugh. Yeah. The baby. The baby. I didn't hate the baby. Okay. I didn't hate the baby, but I understand why you could hate the baby because that baby wanted – I wanted to punch the baby in the face. Yeah, and I'm like, Exactly. Like, kick it off the boat. Yeah. This is the thing about the entire film, I think, though. I emotionally did not care for any of the characters, except for Sisu. Yes. Like we said earlier, like, I didn't really go into this film knowing anything about the plot, knowing anything about Raya, knowing anything, really. I don't know the fact that she was, like, the entire film was based off of Southeast Asian. But because of the way the film was formatted, which we can hit this... um, in a later point as well, because I feel like this was also partially the reason why, like, I have, like, a iffiness about the film. The way that the film was, like, actually put together, it was very much, like, a short series. Oh, my God. Yes. Sewn into, like, an hour and a half film. Yes. Like, it was very much, like, little vignettes, small story. Like, you didn't get emotional connection to the characters, um, like I understand why Raya was upset and like, you know, has all this trauma. But other than that, I don't know anything else about her. She that's it. Um, Namari, yeah. she backs like she betrayed Raya for what? I don't know. And like with the sidekicks, especially, it's kind of like you're supposed to f- feel something about how uh Bonu, Bomo? I don't know. All of the side I characters. I don't know anyone's names. Is that the little captain boy? Because I yes. love him. I love That's him the one too. that I'm willing to keep. <laughs> the only one. <laughs> I love the monkeys. The monkeys were dope. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like you were supposed to feel like some type of emotional pull when like here that Togu's entire village was like turned to stone and Noi, the baby, Noi's mm. parents and like family got turned to stone and like all this stuff. I was just like, okay. Yeah, I I mean, the biggest issue I have with this film is I think the pacing of it. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was really rushed mm-hmm. where they built out this immersive world mm-hmm. with these really cool environments mm-hmm. that I wanted to spend time in. Mm-hmm. But we were just constantly like hustling from like one to the next. So you never get to like explore them or feel connected to the characters that come along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Or be in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I that's why I said I feel like the second time around I did relax into it a little bit more because I like knew, you know, we're only here for five minutes for like yeah. the street fight with the baby and the monkey. But I, yeah, I just feel like I never got that emotional connection to to what was going on. For me, it just very much felt like, oh, yeah, like we're doing this movie. So you should be happy that we're doing this movie. Ooh. Yeah. Like you spent five minutes in each area. And like, that's basically it. And like, Every part of the story felt like a like it was a beginning and an end. Like you could break the film into six different vignettes each time that they go to a new like area in Kamandra. And like it felt like it 
was all the same movie because it was technically all the same movie, but I could, you could like stop and start these episodes. And uh, like, to me, I think that's also where I'm kind of just like, wow, I wish this was more of an actual film. It was very much Canterbury Tales. Mm, yeah, I totally get that vibe. Mm-hmm. Was it entertaining? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful? Absolutely. Yes. But I also don't think that they, like, went into people's histories, like, any more than they had to. They didn't go into, like, the history of Commander any more than they had to. There was really no, like, backbone. I just feel like there could have been more. Yeah. I wonder if part of the reason why it felt... I mean, it almost felt disjointed to me. Yeah. Like... And I wonder if part of that is because this was a film that they actually worked on at home remotely. So I'm wondering if maybe they had like different t- teams, like you're going to work on Heart, you're going to work on Fang, mm-hmm. you know, and then they like pieced it back together. I want to say like, okay, yeah, like maybe that's part of the reason. But I'm also thinking like Soul was also partially made the same way. And Soul was really good. Soul was really, really good. Soul made me cry so hard and, like, really think about my life. <laughs> yeah, like, Soul definitely pulled me out of a depressy. I mean, I know this is not about Soul. Okay, I always <laughs> do this. But, like, I don't know. Like, the whole moral of that film where it was, like, your purpose is not... For anyone. Your job. Right. It's not doing something for somebody. It's enjoying life. Yeah. I was like, no way. Like, like I that's no crazy. Idea. Yeah. I was like, this is news to me, man. Yeah. Like, you definitely needed that film when it came oh, out. Oh, God. I like, cried so hard. But Soul didn't feel disjointed. Yeah. And also, Soul wasn't put under a paywall. I have no idea what Disney is doing with their premiere access strategy. I it, it confuses me because there are some movies that are put under a paywall and there are others that are not put under a paywall. Mulan, I'm willing to say one off. They're just testing to see if people right. pay for this. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Nothing to draw a conclusion from there. Right. Okay. So it happened on Christmas. So they like said it was a gift for people. Okay. Yeah. Fine. But Luca is going to be free included right yeah yeah it's gonna be free slash included with disney plus mm-hmm. not put in theaters mm-hmm. black widow is gonna be premiere access and theaters and then cruella premiere access wait cruella is gonna be premiere ac- Cruella's oh premier no access. no no i will save my 30 dollars for cruella i'm really excited for cruella but i'm like, really what? excited for cruella but i'm sorry i'm not paying 30 dollars and i mean like okay understandably Like, you pay that $30, you have that access for, like, the six months before it actually comes out, like, whatever. But, like, I don't know, why am I going to pay $30 when I can just wait for it? I know. Like, why am I going to pay $30 when I can just wait for it? It does make me kind of mad that they made us pay extra for Raya. Because it feels like, okay, this is the first Southeast Asian princess. Yeah. And putting it behind a paywall automatically is going to make less people want to watch it. Right. Like, we already saw that with Mulan. Which... Yeah. uh, And I don't want to point it out, but, like, I do have to point it out. It is... It was another film that was centered around someone who was a person of color. Yeah. It's disheartening. It's really disheartening. 
And, like, I understand that, like, people were trying to give the justification, oh, like, it's in theaters. Like, they're, they're, oh, like, they're hoping that other people will go watch it in theaters as well. But then you're putting, like, Luca for free. You put Soul for free. And, like, so many people want to watch Soul. I don't know, yeah. dude. Like, it's... I feel like the bar for watching a Pixar film is pretty low. I think you could almost ask somebody on the street, do you want to watch a new Pixar movie? And they'd be like, yeah, of course, Pixar makes good movies. Yeah. But then it's like putting Mulan and Raya then behind paywalls Mm -hmm. whenever people are likely less inclined to watch these two films. Right. It just feels like they're putting up another wall and making it harder for these movies to do well. And so... And to be accessed. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like another justification to not make representative films. Right. Because it's like, oh, they didn't do well. Yeah. Like, did it not do well because it didn't do well or because you put no money into the marketing of it? Because oh, yeah, that too. I didn't see, I forgot that it was coming out. I forgot that it was coming out until me and Fitz were driving through Times Square, which no one in their right mind would drive through Times Square. <laughs> and there was a giant billboard of it. And it's like, ah. okay, you're going to put a giant billboard of Raya, your new feature film, print your new princess feature film in Times Square in the middle of a panini and then put it under a paywall. But like, Mm. that's it. That's it. They didn't even do like a crappy ColourPop licensing deal. And they do those for everything. Everything. (sighs) Which disappointment in the Bambi collection. Oh, I know because I love the packaging so much. So much. I was like, oh, I kind of want to buy something for the packaging. And then I looked at the makeup and I was like, oh. Literally, my sister sent it to me and I was just like, I have all these colors. I don't need any. I don't need any. And the box, it's just the box. What am I going to do with another box? I know. I know. I thought that too. Yeah. I don't know. There just wasn't a lot of marketing. Like nothing like other than the fact that like other Southeast Asian creators were just like representation and like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Representation. But what does representation do to people who like can't access the film? A lot of countries, if not all countries, I don't know which countries have access to Disney plus, but a lot of Southeast Asian company countries do not have. Yeah, I know that's Disney plus. absolutely wild. And I found out about that from TikTok that Southeast Asians mm-hmm could not watch the first Southeast Asian Disney princess movie because they don't have Disney Plus in their countries. Yep. So it's like, great, you're doing all of this thing for representation and blah, 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 blah. But are you really doing that much thing, like that much for representation when the people who want to see the movie can't access the movie because we're in a panini? I saw floating around on Twitter and it's like, you like people have to realize that big companies are doing inclusive things not for representation but for marketing and I hate that I absolutely hate that that that's how companies see anyone Mm -hmm. especially those who are people of color it's kind of just like like how good of a marketing idea is this if you can't even sell what you're trying to sell to those who would want it (laughs) I mean, it's a total misstep if they're trying to actually sell to the people who can see themselves reflected in it because, like, they didn't do it at all. Right. So then it just rings so hollow. Right. Exactly. And then there's the argument, like, okay, yeah, so, like, they don't have access to it. So, like, you know it's because they're trying to be more inclusive. But is it because the film lacked a lot of, like, actual history and culture and I don't know, Moana was a huge, like, great example of representation for 
those who are Polynesian because the entire mm-hmm. film was wrapped up in like the actual culture and the history of the Polynesians. Whereas Raya, to me, it was great seeing the representation, but like we didn't get any of the culture or like the history. I think you mentioned a quote about the differences between dragons. Last night, whenever I was like working on my notes, I was thinking about what you said about the representation versus marketing things. I was like trying to educate myself on like what what culturally did they try to work into this right. movie? Because you can't tell. I mean, I certainly can't tell, but I was like, you know, I'm probably just ignorant and like need to learn. So I was like trying to figure it out. And I saw this quote um, that I thought was kind of interesting. It said that the difference between an Eastern or a Chinese dragon versus the Naga is that a Chinese dragon is based on luck and power. And the Naga, because it's water, is instead um, based on life and hope. They Disney said that they didn't want a dragon that came in um, just to like empower Raya, just to like hit people more and to like exert her power, mm-hmm. but to instead inspire her to be more trusting and open up to people. Like water is supposed to represent, I guess. But like, did I d- did that come across in the film, or was just Sisu just a dragon that was like powerful and swimming? She was good at swimming. She was good at swimming. That's what I got. Yeah, yeah, no, a thousand percent. Also, plot holes. Because, like, (laughs) that's your power? That's your power. Okay, see, I was like, maybe I'm missing something, and that's, like, very significant. Right. But, like, Seth and I laughed so hard over that because it was like, here are all of my siblings' powers. (laughs) Rain, fog, can turn into a human at will. And I'm good at swimming. (laughs) Right. Like, they just set Sisu up to be, like, this caricature of, like, what she's supposed to represent. Oof. And I don't know. Like, it goes back into, like, the I don't know what was supposed to be represented in this film other than the fact. And, like, I really want to be like, okay, yes. Like, a lot of the environment looked very much like Southeast Asians. Obviously, the characters. Um, Sisu was based off of the Naga, but they didn't do a good job at edu- like at showing any of like any of the culture like Moana did. That's really disappointing. Yeah, it's just super disappointing, and like I really, really wanted to like really, really like it. But it's entertaining, and like I'll take it for what it's worth. And like I'm super happy that I can go into the Disney store, and like there's a little like platform of like Raya dolls and Tuk Tuk like plushies. And monkey plushies. Yeah. But that's it. Like, that's it. I wanted it to be what Moana was for me. Yeah. And it wasn't. And I'm okay with that. It's not a comfort film for me. Here's the thing, though. You shouldn't have to be okay with that. I know. Like, it just it just sucks that it's like, if you want a film where you're a Disney princess, like, you're mm-hmm. just settle for this Right. You know, with its plot holes and as I'm good at swimming and the lack of emotional connection, like the plot holes. But okay, that goes back to another qualm I have. Yes. How did Raya not realize that the dragons were in the water garden? The okay, I have time? so many things like this that just like completely just baffle me. Like they were literally right there. They were right there, and apparently, like you didn't even have to pull away the vines to see Prani. But Raya, in her 11 years of living and training to be a guardian of the water gem, 
Didn't see it? Didn't see? Didn't see the dragon statue. No. And you know what I realized last night while watching this? She doesn't even need Sisu to fix this thing. At the end of the movie, they just put the gym back together themselves and, like, trust each other. And then it worked. How did Sisu stay alive? Oh, I don't know. How did Sisu? It was very much like when you're in kindergarten, I think, when, like, your teacher's like, okay, like, everyone has to work together and you have to be friends with people. Like, you have to be friends with everyone. Like, make up and be better. That's what it was. I was going to ask you how you felt about this moral of the story. No, I hate the moral of the story. Because I don't like it either. I hate the moral of the story. Like, what Namari did was so shady if I was right, I understand Raya's qualms. I understand Raya's hesitance to trusting someone who literally turned the world into stone. Yes! Like, I get it, but it's just very much like, oh, like, you should just suck it up and, like, be, like, take it, like, just take it. Which is so shitty of a moral in the current times and when this film was being made. I think it's kind of a dangerous thing to tell children. Like, I don't think we should be telling kids, you should trust people, even whenever they prove to you that they are bad people. You should still trust them. Yeah. That's how you Um, end up in a bad relationship, ladies. That's how you end up, right, exactly. Whenever they show you who they are the first time, you should trust that. A thousand percent. There should be no, like, seconds, second tries. No. Absolutely yeah. none. I, I hate it. Why? Okay, if we're supposed to be like, okay, let's trust Namari, why did she bring a crossbow to a negotiation then? Why? For what? For what? And I hated too whenever they were fighting and she was like, it's just as much your fault that Cece's dead as mine. Oh, Excuse yeah. I hate me? it. That was like such a gaslighty <coughs> response. It was such a gaslighty response. Yes. It's like, did I bring a weapon? No. Did I pull the trigger? No. Like, did I ever betray you and steal and break an artifact? Nope. That this entire country or a lot? No. No. This is like, these are dangerous things for children right. to internalize. A thousand percent. <laughs> I really wanted to like this film. Yeah. I really wanted to like it. Yeah. Um, And, like, I do like it. It's funny. Like, I do have to say that, like, outside of, like, some of the plot holes and outside of, like, the actual true moral of the story, like, it it does have jokes. Yeah, it does. I really liked the use of, like, the languages, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, how they chose to use Bintari. What is that? I looked it up, and it's apparently not a real word. It's just supposed to be, like, a stand-in for bitch. I I figured. Same for, like, Depla, though. Like, I like the fact that they, like, tried to, like, I don't know. But I wish that we could have seen some more of that, like, language. I also wish it could have been, like, real words. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Like, back to the lack of showing the culture at all thing. Like, I wish that they could have done something like that. And I understand that Kumandra is like a made up kingdom, but it felt like a world market (laughs) where (laughs) they tried to like just stuff a bunch of different cultures into one thing and be like, yes, this is because there's so many cultures within and that fall under like Southeast Asian culture, right? Like you can't really be like all of this is Southeast Asian culture because it's not. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what like this film kind of like made it to be. But it is really entertaining, and I'm really happy that we have Raya, but I just wish that they did a better job at the actual movie. Yeah, I know. I feel like they really should have – I don't know, like, what the budget was for this or how long they spent on it, but I feel like they should have ratcheted both of those up because it just felt rushed and 
like an afterthought in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, the at least the good thing is, and like I did actually watch the um, credits this time, like today when I was rewatching mm. it. And there are a lot of like people of color and like all of the voices, all the main character voices were voiced by Southeast Asians. Yeah. Um, which was great. I just think that like for a film that employed so many people of color, they could have done a little bit more to do right by them. I feel like we end every single episode on a downer. In conclusion, when is Disney going to put out something that's actually good? Yeah, I would like I'm curious if they're gonna do anything with Raya after this release. Like beyond merchandise. I wonder if we'll see any parks representation. Yeah. I think the Disney Plus series would just be wow. Like if they could go the same route as Moana and Tiana. Yeah. I would love to see a Disney Plus series. I feel like if any movie was going to have a Disney Plus series, like Raya was already like the entire movie felt like a short series. So I feel like it would just be like great to see Raya and Sisu's adventures and like make it like a legitimate like learning series. Yeah, well they could do it where like they go to different areas of Kumandra and mm. you know like actually highlight different cultures in Southeast Asia and like incorporate that into things. Mhm. Maybe you should be um the next person to pitch something at Disney Plus. Cuz we'll ask for a Mighty Ducks series. That's so funny because I saw the other day that it was on there and I was going to be like, should we watch this for the pod? Like, should we watch it because Lauren Graham's on it? Ugly. <laughs> because we want to see Lorelai Gilmore again. Oh my God. Hmm. It like came up right after uh, Raya too. And I'm like, ooh. I would totally watch a Raya series though. It might get kind of Avatar-y. Like it already felt like Avatar The Last Airbender, but mm-hmm. I would watch it anyway. Oh yeah, I would watch it. Yeah. I would 100% watch it. It felt like a Disney Plus only film. That's sad. Yeah. It does feel like a direct-to-TV or like a direct-to-DVD movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it even feels like a Disney movie now that I'm thinking about it. It doesn't. The only thing Disney about it was that it was beautifully executed. Yeah. And I was surprised that it wasn't a singing film. Well, I didn't know that it wouldn't have singing and that I really missed it. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, a lot... like. Re- like one reason why you don't feel emotionally connected to the characters is because in Disney films, so much of the characters in like internal motivation is revealed in song. Yeah. So not having that was like a big loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you find out in Frozen that like Anna feels lonely because of do you want to build a snowman because of for the first time in forever. That's how mm-hmm. you learn that Elsa feels like so suppressed by her life because of let mm-hmm. it go. And not having those things, it's like, I don't know what Raya's all about other than, like, these stone guys are everywhere. No, I still don't know what it's about. Trying to put the world back together? That's it. That's it. That's it. Like, it's, this film is literally saying, like, hold on to your trauma for as long as possible. I don't like that at all. (laughs) I don't like that either. She spent, I mean, okay, yes, that was great. You got your father back and you fulfilled his dreams. But could you imagine six years trying to look for a dragon that may or may not be real? I'm not even sure that her dad's dream was, like, a good dream. No! Like, at the end of the movie, I feel like we were doing just fine alone as separate kingdoms. Mm-hmm. That one lady who, like, died because she, like, was stuck in a tree and her traps. <laughs> I was just so confused by this entire film. It could have been better. It could have been better. I'll watch it again, probably. Yeah. Disney could have done a lot better, especially since this was supposed to be a, rep- a film 
that was representative of those in Southeast Asia. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if they're going to put Raya in the official Disney princess lineup. I hadn't thought about that. I feel like they should. I feel like they probably will. I think At so. least to like sell dolls. Right. Because you can do a lot with her outfit. Oh, last thing I'm going to say about this. I mm. was on Reddit last night reading um, people's comments about Raya. And somebody said that the movie had rampant lesbian vibes. And I a thought thousand it was percent. hilarious. A thousand percent. You're going to tell me that Namari is not a lesbian? Like, I bet there's some crazy fanfic already out there. A thousand percent. That's literally what I kept thinking of today when I just kept on looking, seeing Namari. And that's what I meant by, like, <laughs> Namari's character design is so good. Is so, so good. Um, I didn't notice it the first time around, but on the second time around, you could actually, like, see her little clavicles, oh, like, coming out of her, like, top. Great character design. Huge <laughs> lesbian vibes. In conclusion, never trust a bitch with an undercut. Yes, never trust a bitch with an undercut and don't listen to your mom. <laughs> <laughs>